Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Getting Hammered. I am your host, Mary Catherine Ham. It is spring break week for me. What? We're partying. We're partying over at this house. We're going to find out what my co-host, Vic Mattis, is up to in just a minute. We are your morning show for any hour. How are you, Vic? Hello, Mary Catherine. I hate to always start the show by saying I'm hanging in there, but I am just barely hanging in there. <laughs> so, you know, as a lot of listeners now know, I'm off to England tonight. Yes, that's the big plan. We're going to be away for, for the week, except there is a 10-day strike happening. Oh, dear. And it started with an email from the British Museum saying, we're going to be opening a little late because no. it's... <laughs> It's the, you know, the, it's called Unite. The union is called Unite and it's the security guards union, right? Talks, talks broke down Thursday. Last night, got an email from British Airways. The strike has spread to Heathrow and the flight got canceled. Uh Uh-oh. But they said, rest assured, we have you on a new flight. And this time you don't even have to go to Dulles. You can just go to Reagan to JFK. And then from JFK. Oh, I see. To Heathrow. Because you know how much, you know, we've talked about this on previous episodes, Mary Catherine, you know how much we love connecting flights. You and I have oh great connecting flight stories. You know, what, you know what connecting flights are? Connecting flights are a young person's game. I would, oh, roll, I would roll the dice I like crazy. <laughs> it is. It is. You are so taking chances, you know, which You're is. like, whatever. <laughs> when you are young without any dependence. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. If it happens, it happens. We'll see what, you know, you just roll with it. And even now, if it was just me and Kate, I'd be like, okay, we'll deal with it. But you know, I mean, it's like you get there. It's, it's so you, I fly to JFK on American airlines and you got to switch over to British airways. So right. I, th- and I can't get any boarding passes or any of the, you know, tickets or seat assignments or anything for the, for the long haul until you get there. So that Whoa. means I probably have to go to, the the counter and then go through security again within the span oh, of what man. an hour it's oh, really man. really crazy so you never know i may be back at the end of the week that, that this is my fear my fear the pessimist the pessimist in me is like you know my spring break is not going to be spent in england but in jamaica queens thank you <laughs> thank you. that's right that's right listeners from new york i'm going to be taking the train to the plane you, this is why I work out, by the way, so that I can make it to flights yes. with an hour layover yeah. if I need to run from one end of the airport to yeah, the other. As that's, you have, that's as you have the done. whole reason. As I you have, have as done. I have done with children. Now, that's right. That's right. And we had a little bit of experience to this in Grand Cayman, so they're prepared. And I am not. I'm doing my best not to export my mood to the rest that of the, I don't want to be a downer. Wise. I don't want to be that a downer. So I'm, I'm, Kate is very, she's very perceptive to my mood. So she knows because I'm just quiet, but which I'm normally not. Which is not a know, normal thing. Very unusual, but I'm just thinking. And in any way. Uh, my husband's this, the opposite. Yeah. When he's talking, you're like, what's going on over there? Oh, that means he's nervous. <laughs> <laughs> what's happening over there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that is that is what hap- that happens. To, that's what's happening with me. This was originally, again, a trip that was planned for April 2020. Because, Jeez. But, yeah. But so you know you never know. If not now, then maybe no, it's gonna it's gonna 2026. be 2026. This is the big comeback, and you deserve oh, it, Vic. You deserve it. Everybody has been so wonderful with your thoughts and prayers and okay. and well being, you know, upbeat about this. No, seriously, people have been very good about it and saying, Don't worry, you'll be fine, etc. So 
I hope so, but I should do my due diligence and get to the airport early and do whatever we can. Yes, so do those that, things. And you have grown kids who can, yeah, like, I mean, yeah, not grown, yeah, but you know, have kids yeah, who can get yeah. themselves where they need yeah, to be. They, and, they, they yeah, they shouldn't be crying, I hope. And, <laughs> and, and so that's what's going on. But of course, by the time you're all listening to this, hopefully, I'm already, you know, nice at a pub somewhere working on my third pint. I so love it. That, that'll, that'll, be, that'll be it from our from our lips to God's ears. That's that's the plan. Okay, so that's it. Uh, How are you? I'm good. It's spring break for us too. I guess they line up this year. And so the girls, the big girls are out of school. Mm-hmm. So I got all four of these children. And I get I get very excited. I got I got big plans for we like to do the staycation and see a bunch of stuff in the city that we don't normally get to do when they're in school because it's nice to do it on weekdays even if it's spring break it's not quite as overwhelming as trying to do it all on a saturday and a sunday that's right and when you do these things do you aim for like first thing in the morning what's your what's your game plan no in fact yesterday we went to finally my (laughs) my my second kid one of the big girls has been wanting to go to the Capitol Wheel, which is the giant Ferris wheel in National Harbor. Oh, sure. Over by the MGM. Yeah. It's like the London Eye for those who are not in, except, you know, in I PG County. I, well, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. <laughs> You'll find out. I sure hope so. So it's a giant Ferris wheel, but not in London. It's in PG County. So we, my daughter really wants to go on this thing to the point that she's been asking to go on it for roughly two years, you okay. know, but time gets away from you especially when you've been pregnant with two kids for two years yeah 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 of course and so i finally this week i was like let's make a wish list of all the things you guys want to do that you haven't been able to do and we'll make it happen and so she wanted to see the ferris wheel so yesterday we get ready to see the ferris wheel however we have long division to work on because my oldest has a long division test the day she gets back from spring break which is postponed from before break because she had the hospital week. So we got a we got some grace in here and yes. I am going to ace this. I mean, she's going to ace this test. <laughs> oh, oh boy. That was a little <laughs> slip there. That was a little slip there. It's a, okay. No, I'm very I'm very invested in her mm-hmm. ability to do long yeah. division. And Good. so every morning we are also doing math. So we had to do that in the morning. So we have breakfast, math, get over to the Ferris wheel. I've already purchased tickets. We're good to go. I'm taking our apparel with us. She wanted to come, so I've got some backup for the yes. four children, which is always Good. nice. Yes. <laughs> we do the long division. By the way, yesterday was like our breakthrough day, so she's finally doing them by herself. She's really making progress, feeling good, not a torture session like it often is. Okay, so I'm like on top of the world. No more tears. Then I realized by the time we leave, because we've been doing long division, we're like running up against the toddler's nap, and I was oh. like, caution to the wind, everybody. We're going to the Ferris. Wow, wow. <laughs> Wow. Regardless of the nap time. But I got to say the the toddler is she's not super emotional for a toddler, like on a toddler scale. Mm-hmm. And she's, she's the stoic toddler. She okay. is. And even if she's up, even if she's tired, as long as she's occupied, she's not too bad. So I was like, I think we'll be OK. So we go over. But my plan is to get Bojangles and take Bojangles to the Ferris wheel to have a little breakfast. Like, brunch well, hold together. on now. Where are you getting the Bojangles? It's right next to the MGM. You can oh. go to PG County and get Bojangles. So great. I go there, and unfortunately, I, I think I've noted before, Bojangles, great food, not noted for its fast service. And we're stuck in the drive-thru for a little while. Baby's screaming because he doesn't like it when the car is still. No, no, they don't like still cars. And the kids, the kids who, like, you know, living 
living with Steve now have like a pretty regular schedule. I'm like, this is what it's like to live by the seat of your pants, ladies. Do the thing with mom. We're going crazy over here. So <laughs> the toddler's still fine. We get down to the the Ferris wheel area and it had, there's a little beachfront sort of thing. Yeah. Oh yes. Yes, there is. The, I do remember that. Yeah. On the beautiful shores of the Potomac. <laughs> the quote unquote beach. Yeah. So there's a little beach that they built. It has a statue, cool statue in it that the kids can fly, climb on. So I'm like, great. We'll take our stuff down there. Take the strollers, take the kiddos, lay out a blanket, which I brought. Look at me prepared, sit on the sand, start eating. And my second kid looks up <laughs> She sees a sign right next to us that says, no food and drink on the beach. And I said, I didn't see that. (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about because I have already brought four children down here with a meal. And we are going to eat the the meal. So, but she, and this is now I know which one's going to narc on me someday for whatever I do. Yes. She goes, I can't eat this biscuit here. Wow. A woman of integrity. She says she can't eat the biscuit. I said, and now, now I'm teaching the wrong lesson, right? No, I was going like, to say, you're I'm like, sweetie, to, yeah. sweetie, we'll just eat until someone tells us to stop. That's right. As long as they don't catch you, it's okay. And she's like, nope, no can do, mom. And then wow. she reads it further and finds out she's not supposed to be sitting on the rocks. So she gets off the rocks by the, sh- everyone else is you know, blithely enjoying their biscuits. Uh, yeah. No, what, no whatever, issues at all. What, whatever you do, make sure she never sees the sign in Virginia about the, the bag tax. Yeah. <laughs> She's definitely turning me in someday. Yeah, I was going to say, I so, not follow that. Yeah. So we, we finish our meal quickly. I understand why they do it. It's so that the seagulls don't just take over that entire yeah. beach, no, right? No, there's I, a point. That made sense to sure. me. And I was like, okay, let's get all of our crumbs. Let's clean everything up. But I defy all of you to move four children once you've already bought them brought them down to the beach to another place i was like nope we're we've committed and we're here this is this is the landing zone yeah (laughs) so we did that and then she loosened up a little bit and was able to eat her biscuit elsewhere as we walked around the area i thought there was a peep store over there but it has closed i think covid took out the peep store so we didn't get to do the easter run to the peep store and that was sad is is the peep store only open around like Easter time? No, for a long time at National Harbor, there was a Peeps store. There's only a couple of them, but the Peeps brand has stores and they have stuffed animals and they have all different kinds of Peeps and they have all the seasonal Peeps in one place. Wow. Mind you, I do not actually like eating Peeps, but I like, I like the iconography, so to speak. Sure. (laughs) They've turned it into a real whatever industry. Yes. I could roast a Peep, I guess. I'd be fine with that. I like roasted marshmallows. Yeah, we like marshmallow. So then we, and this is a a bit of an anticlimactic story because then we just go on the Ferris wheel and everything went fine. Mm -hmm. But I liked that she was going to narc on me. And then I was afraid, like I was reading all the signs going up to the Ferris wheel so that I do all the right things. The Ferris wheel. And by that time, of course, the the toddler is one hour past her nap time. Oh man! And I'm like, is she going to scream the entire time we're in the gondola? This is like a closed... It's like a yes, a, ski, yeah, a nice ski lift gondola. It's situation. open. It's open air though. It just has the door, right? No, it, it's closed off. Oh, you're kidding me! Yeah, really? Wow. It's closed. It's okay. closed off. Like I don't know. Ski ski resorts have them where it's like a sure, sightseeing sure, sure, thing, sure, yeah. right? Do you have to share the your gondola? Or yes, it's a family situation. So we were all in one. Uh-huh. But I was a little worried because the toddler's there, and I'm like, they're inspected the inside for like, there's not some latch she can hit that opens this door, right? Because <laughs> Yes. You know, toddlers, they can Uh do anything. And it turned out she was fine. We had a little bottle with us. 
I gave her my bracelet Good. to play with. She did not scream her head off the entire time mm -hmm. we were in there. She did not release the doors and fall into the harbor. So all was well. And, and, and now she no longer takes naps. So that's great. Yeah, I know, right? Congratulations. Oldest, you got her off it. You got her off my, the nap. My oldest is not great with heights. So she was a little nervous, but she did great. And we, therefore, this is, this is why you set expectations low for your children. Yeah. My second daughter goes, I have fulfilled my dream. Oh, that was on her bucket list. <laughs> That's good. That's the capital good. wheel of PG County. Yes. I have fulfilled <laughs> my dream, mom. Take a picture of me fulfilling my dream. It doesn't you get any, it doesn't yeah. get any better. Keep the keep the stakes low, everyone. That's the key to parenting. So. And then after that, you went over to MGM and then played yeah, lost, some all, lost oh. all their college money. <laughs> that's good. Well, good. That's that, that's a nice start to spring. Yeah, right? we've we've got other things planned Tuesday, to fulfill yeah. to fulfill the other children's dreams of Wonderful. going to mundane sites within a, a twenty point twenty mile radius. Good, good, wonderful. So that's what we're and, up to. And, and you have a big day coming up. Oh, tomorrow's my birthday. Yeah. When you birthday. when you hear this, when you hear this episode, it will be my birthday, mm -hmm. and that's uh, good. We've gotten past the child hospitalization. I fulfilled a dream for a child. I had a nice little birthday dinner this weekend. I'm over an unfortunate sty, which was stress induced and <laughs> gross. Yeah. Okay. So showing my age, Vic. I, <laughs> uh, you know, I, this is probably you know, but you know, Kate would sometimes get them too because it's makeup related. Yes. Well, I slept in my makeup and I was stressed yeah. out during the mm -hmm. hospital week. Now, it's not that I don't sleep in my makeup other times, but I think it, it was just a there was a confluence of events that week where I was not really taking care of myself. I was taking care of other situations so yes um, now when, when you had it you when you had your style if i may be so mm -hmm. personal as to ask and you're going out with family and friends particularly friends and you're yes. you're talking to them do you have yeah. the distinct feeling that they're they're like laser focused on the style of course while looking this is this is one of these things where you have to make the decision you have to make the call do I inform people of this? Yes, right? just to clear right. the air, that's, or do you clear the air? like nothing's nothing's well, everything nothing's unusual right now. And also, what you, you, what's I, going I on? run around with a lot of parents who are very sensitive to the oh, idea sure. of pink eye, so I have to be yeah, like, this course. is not that, okay? Yeah. So I'm not infecting mm -hmm. anybody. But really, it was very subtle. It wasn't a big deal, but I okay. feel like I need to tell everyone that this is happening, and then they mm -hmm. then you can't not see it. But I also did the the bad thing, which is that I covered it up with a little bit of makeup, which you're not supposed to do. Oh, that's just that adds to right. You're not supposed just to touch it at all. Adding to the problem, use one of these those OcuSoft pads. My, you know, my so. my vanity needed to be needed to be under control. So but it, yeah, I, it, it, but it goes away on its own, right? It reaches yes, a, it reaches a point, have, shall we I say, have, so to speak. <laughs> I have survived. I have survived Good. the incident, and going into my forty third year, oh, I okay. I am. Sty free and sty three at forty three. That's, <laughs> That's great. That's great. And I'm gonna. What am I gonna do? I'm gonna treat myself to a nice like. I think I'm gonna go back to the gym for the first time tomorrow. I've been oh, on the peloton. Just gonna yeah. But I haven't actually thing. done like a real okay. workout, right. so I think yeah, I might yeah, yeah. treat myself to that. Well, you should also treat yourself. Well, you already had bojangles, but treat yourself along those lines. It only you know. I, I mean, these are these are you know important milestones for you. You've accomplished a lot. I I do. Speaking of styes, I had one once. That well, more than once is a recurring thing. Before for people, before I was on Dupixit, you know, these things happen. You're always like touching your eyes and things like that. So I would get. A, I had it once, where I and it ha just happened, and when I went on a date. Oh no! A movie date, and I'm sure it was like, it was like on the upper lid, 
I felt like Robert the Bruce's father from Braveheart. You know, the old man, Ian Bannon, you know. No, this is the thing. William Wallace will never have Scotland, you know. it's uh, You can't it's, think about anything else when you have it, but nobody's no, not, nobody really gosh. cares. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that. Anyway, well, that's good. Happy birthday. You know, this is this is an old radio trick, not pertinent to this show, of course, where mm. we never make mistakes. <laughs> an old radio trick is that if like a guest doesn't show up or if you mess something up, you just breeze right past it. Because especially in radio as opposed to oh. podcasting, People are just in their cars. They're busy. They don't notice that the right. guest that you said was going to show up didn't show up unless they were specifically listening for that guest, which doesn't happen that often. Yeah. And so you just kind of move on and don't acknowledge the thing. Actually, that's a you media, don't even acknowledge that's, it. That's like a real media skill, actually. Yeah. Just no, don't acknowledge anything and move on. Yeah. Speaking of which. Hey. Legal troubles for Donald Trump yet oh, again. <laughs> Oh, man. Big day today. Big day. Okay. So when when we talked to you last, guys, Donald Trump had not yet been indicted. And it looked as if the grand jury was going to take a break and not do so. Right? Yeah. What was that all about? I got a little tricked by that storyline. And then all of a sudden, boom, right after that announcement that they were going to take a break, they did announce that he was to be indicted. We don't. The indictment is sealed. We have not seen it. We assume that from all the reporting and there's been no suggestion that it's much else than this, that it is the Stormy Daniels situation and the mischaracterization of the payments that went from Donald Trump to Michael Cohen to Stormy Daniels to hush her up about the affair that they had, right? Yes. Or allegedly had or had had. Okay. From 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 like decades ago, the actual yes. affair. So now we can bring you news that Trump, and this is New York Times, Trump traveled to New York from Florida on Monday to face arraignment in the first indictment of a former American president. His trip monitored minutely from the moment he left his Palm Beach estate until he arrived at Trump Tower in Midtown. Monitored minutely by who, you might ask, Vic? Oh, every cable news network, I believe. CNN was live streaming for an hour or so. They set up camp, yeah. MSNBC was 45 minutes. Reminiscent of the 2016 days, actually, of just carrying live everything that this person does. Now, that's not to say that a a president being indicted is, of course, historic and newsworthy. So I get that. The live tracking of the Trump jet as it leaves. By the way, Trump emblazoned upon it. His, his, His presidential campaign insignia upon the Trump plane. It reminded just... it, it reminded me of Trump Airlines. Yeah, it's which like I oh. actually flew our senior class trip. Uh, oh my gosh, from, really? Yeah, our senior class trip from Jersey to uh, to Orlando, a high school trip was on Trump Airlines. <laughs> anyway, but you're right. And no they're, way. They're, they're, they're following. Yeah, it was fine. They're, you know, it wasn't anything fancy, but they're you know you're, you're they're following this thing, and then the convoy, like it's the O.J. Simpson chase. Right. Right. Well, and there was some question like, oh, is he gonna, is this going to happen in Florida? Does he get extradited? Does, does Ron DeSantis say he won't be extra? You know, he's just going to New York. He likes to live in his home in New York anyway. He's going yeah, to Trump yeah. Tower. I like this, this solemn, from, uh, this line from the New York Times, because of course the press in covering it must act as if they are the solemn actors in this oh. event, right? So on Tuesday, the din will give way to a solemn drama with historic stakes. Like, okay, guys. <laughs> they not, live for this they can barely contain their excitement so true and then there's another funny line from a usa today column 
tr- did you did you know, Vic, that Trump's going to make a spectacle of the, a political spectacle what? of this? No. Yes. Here's a line from it. This talks about along the way, Trump and his allies can be counted upon to campaign against the indictment, claiming the case that involves hush money and campaign finance laws is a politically motivated attack. How dare the Trump team plans to use, wait for it, Vic, interviews, public statements, and social media posts to focus much of its political attack on Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg. Well, what else would they do? It's so ridiculous because on the one hand, there's a threat that there there may be a gag order on this, right? And Trump won't be able to talk about it because then he can end up going to jail and paying a big fine or whatever. That office is leaking like a sieve. Of right. course. This is what uh, always happens. Yeah, that's right. And Yahoo News reported last night already about 34, supposedly 34 classy felony indictments. Now, my my first question, Mary Catherine, is why do these people always insist on breaking news after we tape our show? Do you ever notice this? <laughs> this happens all the time. And it's like, it you does. know, it's this is not an unusual time of the day. It's just been it's just been happening this way. So oh, apologies. Something crazy must have happened by now. But as Probably. far as we know. 34 classy felony indictments. Classy, it, New York has, they, they, that's how they categorize them. And it's five levels. A is the worst. So E is the, e is the, the lowest. It's basically a misdemeanor, but Jeez. as a felony, it could carry up to something like one in four years per charge. I don't know. The other right. thing, you know, the other thing is it sounds like something that, you know, any normal sort of judge and jury would dismiss, except for the judge. They have, he has apparently some personal history, Trump, with the, this particular judge. And not only oh, that, fun. a jury, <laughs> a, and a jury of New Yorkers, he's not exactly loved in New York. They wait. No, they, they, I mean, they the, could be like, we'll just throw the book. The beauty of Trump is that you can count on him to have some personal beef with basically anyone from yeah. the city of New York. Yeah, it's New York. Like, especially people in power like a judge. And look, I, I think that he, he no doubt did something shady. I just yeah. don't think it rises to the level that you, for the first time in history, indict a former president. Actually, the New York Times today in the Daily, or not the Daily, but the Daily Newsletter from the New York Times noted, so it's, I can say, even the New York Times noted some legal experts view the Manhattan case oh. skeptically, and they actually use the bulk of the newsletter today pointing out that these other charges are stronger, for instance, in Georgia, where they're right. deal- dealing with his request to, quote, I mean, this is genuinely horrendous to, quote, find 11,780 votes to sure. overturn his defeat. There's the case involving classified documents. Right. I mean, you can't prosecute we've, that one unless you prosecute complained. Biden. So that's right. We've um, Although, you you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they do it for Trump and they don't do it because I, I, I mean, do it. I, the crazy part of me is like this thing has been so weaponized now that oh, they're just going to go and start, you know, let's just round up all our political opponents like the Sacramento, not the Sacramento Bee, sorry, the Babylon Bee, <laughs> yeah. the Babylon Bee parody, which, you know, it was like Pelosi and Schumer saying that, you know, we're going to we're going to go after and charge and arrest as many people in order to stop fascism, you know. <laughs> It's just like, I kind of feel like, I don't know, not going to happen. I'm getting crazy. Yeah. There is a third other case against him, which would be a federal case based on the January 6th stuff. Although I think that has lost sort of a lot of public sentiment juice just because of how much it was drawn out in the January 6th hearings. Maybe I'm wrong about that. I don't, but we'll see what happens. I, I agree that at least two of three of those seem to be stronger than this one. That's but this right. is the one this is the one Bragg's going with Alvin Bragg, who is the, a the the 
what 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 did the media call him? Politico called him like an above the fray. Oh, you know, non political actor. Obviously. No, they didn't. They, there's no they way they did. Said they that. did. Oh, and, come on. On this very podcast, uh-huh. we talked about it. Okay, know, I'm going to play. This is one of the things that gets me about this stuff, too, is that whenever someone turns on Trump, like a Michael Cohen who's been systematically lying for Trump for his entire career and has gone to jail, I guess, for something related to this. He's a convicted ever, ever, felon. Yes. He's now the guy we have to listen to, obviously, because he turned on Trump. So here's here's him talking to, I believe, CBS this week. This is his worst fear, being mugshotted, fingerprinted, being referred to as a felon. Trump keeps projecting confidence, but you sense fear. Oh, yes. Not fear. He's petrified. What a moment. What a moment, Vic. I, I don't want to laugh at all of it, but like this is I the think drama. He even, he even called him Diaper Don. Oh, goodness. Because he thinks he's going to, you know, have an accident in his pants. I mean, and and, and this guy gets, you know, we'll make the rounds of the talk show circuit. We're talking the misdemeanor. It's the issue here is, quote, the falsification, right? The falsification of business records. Right. right? And uh, that's that's that is a misdemeanor. So in order to up it to the level of of a felony, you have to say that it wasn't just hush money to keep Stormy Daniels quiet because he didn't want his (laughs) pregnant wife, you know, to find out, but rather for quote, the purpose of influencing a federal election. And, and, and this also, by the way, hinges on the belief that had people known, had voters known that Donald Trump did this, they would be turned off and wouldn't vote for him. I'm not so sure. Yeah. I'm not so sure. I mean, I think about the access Hollywood tape that didn't stop. That was, that was very out in the open and that didn't stop anyone. I mean, it might might stop people on the margins. I think and that's the that's the argument the New York Times makes. And to me, the argument, the New York Times making the argument on the day of his arraignment against this case mm-hmm. kind of speaks for how weak it right. genuinely right. is, because they note, hey, you know, something like election interference in Georgia would be something that would probably turn off more swing voters than the Stormy Daniels thing, because we have a history in this country of sort of looking at consensual sexual matters and going, eh, does that rise to criminal conduct? Right. Right. Like, right. We don't appreciate that. Our friend Dan McLaughlin writing at the National Review also added some perspective here because the the clarion call from Democrats has been no one is above the law. No one is above the law. I mean, except for Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton. And so, I mean, look, the Biden, Biden te- family, so Biden far. technically, we know broke the law with the handling of the classified documents. But like we do have a sliding scale about how they do. We do these things, particularly if someone's running for president and their opposition is in the position of having to prosecute a crime that is not gigantic. We generally don't want them doing that. That has been sort of the standard. No more, my friend. But Dan McLaughlin points out that Biden literally argued that presidents should be judged by different standards. He said, this is uh, back in the Bill Clinton days, the constitutional scholarship overwhelmingly recognizes that the fundamental fundamental structural commitment to separation of powers requires us to view the president as different than other figures. Only a president is chosen by the people in a national election and therefore to remove a duly elected president clashes with democratic principles in a way that simply has no constitutional parallel. But, you know, that was when it was his guy. He also argued that Kenneth Starr had abused the grand jury system. It's been around for 100 years, and no one has ever pushed it to the limits that this man has. Notwithstanding that perjury is a 
clearer charge, certainly, than this one against Trump. Well, so, uh, yeah. The, just different rules for different people. No, I That's... think what Biden meant was sitting presidents. Sitting presidents right. should be treated differently. And once once you're out. So that's me. <laughs> and possibly running against me, then all bets are off. Uh, let's not forget, by the way, Nancy Pelosi's line from her tweet. Do you remember oh, this? Oh, gosh. Yes. Where thank she you. said, well, you're welcome, where she says that, you know, no one is above the law, as you were just saying. She, you know, right. they're all echoing this talking point. No one is and above the law. And then she's going to show us how much she knows about the law. Yes, by saying, don't worry, Donald Trump will get his day in court in order to, quote, prove his innocence, because that's how it works in the United States. Appalling. Appalling. It's really, it really is. It really is. Has she retracted that? or No. Adju- no. no, nothing? No, no, no. It's, it's genuinely amazing. To prove yeah. his innocence, but that is really... the standard that they use for if their one, adversaries. Yeah. If you're one of these people who believes that, you know, a deep state and, and the government's out to get you and they're going to, you know, go after and arrest all the you know, their opposition leaders, this does not help. Yeah. And, and this and this is my thing. This is my thing. Like and of that. course, it, it makes no one a, a fan of my take on these things because mm-hmm. I get it from both sides. But my my feeling about those who support Donald Trump and those who really dislike Donald Trump is please stop debasing yourselves yeah. in the act of opposing or supporting right. him. Like you right. can just adhere to normal standards, but we can't we can't do that. So we have to say he has a chance to prove his innocence in court and not even correct ourselves as the yeah. former speaker of the house. No, I, I, it's also worth going back to think about, you were talking about Alvin Bragg and what his motivation is. And right. really the motivation is just winning the election. This is a, you know, it's an elected position. He's from the opposing political party, you know, and, and they don't have to win the general. They just have to win the primary. And in New York, you got to go pretty, you got to tack pretty far to the left in order to win right. that primary. And what does he do? What did he, pro- he promised, you know, to if you know, vote for me, I'll indict President, I'll indict Donald Trump. You know, and, yep. and we'll put him behind bars. People love that, and that and that's what he's doing right now at the expense of setting a really terrible precedent. And it's not just you mentioned the New York Times. The Washington Post came out with an yep. editorial as soon as the news broke that this was going to happen. They came out with an editorial saying, "You know what? This is a bad idea again because you know." It's 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 a misdemeanor that has been suddenly raised to the level of a felony because you're trying to convince people it's a campaign finance right. violation and it's intent to defraud, not to deceive. All this stuff, you should see the comments oh, on goodness. that Washington Post editorial. You know what it was? It was like I'm so sick and tired of you post Washington Post people shilling for Donald Trump. Oh my you gosh, know? those it's, those yeah. Trumpists, you know, yeah. over at the Washington you know, Post. Democracy just died in the darkness. Thanks By the way, to you. you. You know who Bragg does like to put in jail people who act in self-defense oh yeah against the rampant crime in the city over which he is presiding as da right now this this is yet another story you guys will remember we talked about this on the show alvin bragg was the da who brought who attempted to bring the case against jose alba was his last name yeah Mm -hmm. jose alba He's about 60 years old he was the bodega owner who on video defended himself against an armed attacker and robber who came into his store yeah and when he did so he was then thrown in rikers with a five hundred thousand dollar bail even though everyone else violent crime and non-violent crime just apparently just walks whenever right after they're charged five hundred thousand dollars bond and i believe attempted murder in that case now there was a public uproar the new york post sort of led the way on that and said what the heck is he doing here that jose alba of course a, a person of color a business owner in the city and he ended up being the charges dropped 
Well, again, this weekend, a 57-year-old man, Musa Diara, was shot twice by an alleged thief, Charles Rohde, 59, early Saturday before he wrested a gun from the assailant and turned it on him. And he was charged with attempted murder against the robber who was trying to take things inside this man's business and then shot him twice. Don't he you turned know the you... gun on the guy and he was charged yeah. by Bragg. Like, Don't... what are we doing? It, you're, you're supposed to let yourself get robbed. I mean, that is that's, the that's message. The and message. actually, I get a lot of, whenever I tweet about this stuff, I get a lot of tweets from our liberal friends who say, basically, yes, this w- did not amount to imminent threat once he had the gun in his hand and he's obligated to just be bleeding and not deal with the man who has tried to kill him. This is mad. It's madness. That's, it's crazy town. And like, I just don't understand the brag philosophy, which is that everyone walks except for the guy who's been shot twice and defends himself. It's, anyway, it, it's again, sinister. there was again, there was public uproar. And now he will not be bringing charges of attempted murder against the guy who defended himself. So I'm glad for that. The brag philosophy leaves something to be desired. For, yeah, I think for both sides of the aisle. I don't get sure. I don't get from either side what this guy is doing. It, it's only the public pressure that made him reverse course Alvin Bragg. We know how, what he really believes, clearly, which yeah. is that, you know, the what drove these attackers? It's not, you know, and, and not to do these things. And it's that the, the, the criminal himself is not to blame. No. And no. you're supposed to be more sympathetic about it and just, I guess, let it happen. Just it's give up awful. whatever you have. Yeah. Up to right. and including your life, I guess. I don't. It's yeah. remarkable. I had I had two other things for you. One yeah. is we shouldn't forget the John Edwards precedent, which I'm sure Trump's lawyers yes, are going to mention, point. which is there was the only more recent similar case like this was when during his own campaign, John Edwards had paid hush money regarding an affair with this woman while his wife was dying of cancer, which is, yeah, a, a I mean, it's move. terribly, that's a move sleazy. It's terribly sleazy. But the point is he was acquitted. And they're yeah. going to rely because you have to prove, oh, how can you prove that it wasn't because he didn't want Melania to find out? Whatever. That's the first The second right. thing is Michael Avenatti, I don't know how he had access to Twitter because I think he, I thought he was in jail. But he had said when this news came out about Trump is going to be indicted that he thought the case was on shaky ground because the two witnesses are unreliable, including Stormy Daniels, who, of course, he once represented. So yeah. there Someone on Twitter replied to him and just said, game, no game. That was it. <laughs> oh, you know what? CNN's about to book him, guys. Get that Michael Avenatti back <laughs> right, on TV. Right. As he's the reliable one. All right. Speaking yeah. of unreliable, let's do an update to the spy balloon story. Oh, this is a good now it can be told, Vic. <laughs> Now it can be told. Let me let me start with a tweet. I committed a sin on Twitter last night. Do you know what that sin was? What? I retweeted myself. Let oh. me tell you. Let me tell you why. <laughs> Did you? I hope you retweeted yourself with, with, with added editorial. Yeah. Like so little, here's yeah, so a quote. A quote. A tweet with quote. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so here's here's a February fourth tweet from Jim Shudo, who is a national security reporter and anchor at CNN. He says. Notable, U.S. officials say they were able to block the balloon from gathering intel during its overflight of the U.S., while the U.S. military was able to turn the tables, so to speak, to gather intel on the balloon itself and its equipment. On February 4th, I 
quote tweeted that and said, here's hoping, but this reminds me of that comics quote. You don't believe any conspiracy theories? You think the government is just batting a thousand and telling us the whole truth? Yeah. So I, I retweeted that yesterday because it has come to light. This is an NBC report. The Chinese spy balloon that flew over the U.S. was able to gather intelligence from several sensitive American military sites, despite the Biden administration's efforts to block it from doing so, according to two current senior U.S. officials and one former senior administration official. China was able to control the balloon so it could make multiple passes over some of the sites at times flying figure eight formations and transmit the information it collected back to Beijing in real time, the three officials said. The intelligence China collected was mostly from electronic signals, which can be picked up from weapon systems or include communications from base personnel rather than images, the officials said. Okay, look, the officials are not named. We'll wait for more reporting on this. But to me, it, it was hard to believe that we had jujitsued the Chinese balloon so effectively while it was over our country for a day and a half. Yeah. And the media was happy to buy that because it was what the Biden administration wanted to be told. Yeah. And it's like it's like believing Chinese officials about COVID. OK, not exactly the same because we're a democratic country, but it's like you don't just swallow this information. You go. Really, do we have the capability of doing that? And really, is it likely that this balloon got nothing? But no, everybody was happy to just be like, calm down, Republicans. You're pouncing all over this balloon. It's no big deal. It's, it's no big deal. We, we, we got it at Myrtle Beach. We knocked it's it no down. Deal. It's kind of like just hoping that people forget about these things and they have media complicity. Well, although credit, obviously, to NBC for bringing this yes. up. But I'll be interested to see if CNN ever does a now it can be told moment. Yeah. Where Jim Shudo says, actually, it turns out that they got a lot. I'm not going to hold my breath. But again, it, it, it's I think it's just right up there with things like the pullout from Afghanistan and, or, yeah. or inflation or whatever, that it's just ancient history and they're hoping people forget. And, you know, they kind of do. They kind but of I do. Hate, about, I hate uh, to think, be about, think about the Silicon Valley bank bailout. I know. You know, just well, for that bank or the other bank. And that's it. And everyone's like, oh, OK, everything's yeah. fine now. I mean, the news so. comes fast. I, I hate to be a broken record, but truly, I, I understand that it's the Biden administration's job to act as sort of political yeah. actors and to advocate for themselves and spin stories the best yeah. they can. Now, I want them to be basically honest with us, and they often are not. But this is politics. I get it. The media's actual job is to be straight with us. Yeah. And they so often fail because of this incredible credulity when it comes to a Biden White House or an Obama White House, strangely not present with a Trump White House or a Bush White House. Mm -hmm. Some of friends of mine have often said, like, it's, it's, you got to have a Republican in office if you want the federal government to be held accountable, because that's when they do it. <laughs> that's Otherwise, right. you're out of no, luck. Yeah. You, you kind of feel like, again, if it was just a, a Republican administration, they would be so obsessed over the Chinese spy balloon story. You yes, know? I think <laughs> I think I think several, you know, F-16 what's the word sorties over the united states actual airspace shooting things out of the sky over a weekend might demand a a press conference or something or some yeah. some questions but we kind of just we just went right on past that no, we're just that's... shooting things out of the sky we don't really know what they are we're spending a lot of money on missiles to make sure that our own airspace is clear yeah, oh, yeah, and then and then and then we went overboard. from these harmless weather balloons. Yeah, by the way, and then we knocked, totally in we knocked control down of. those. We knocked, we knocked down those science projects from like uh, the one from Illinois 
that, that was over it's, the Aleutians. It's remarkable. It's yeah. remarkable. Yeah. I have another update for you, Vic. What do we got? We do not want to forget about East Palestine. This oh, is yeah. one of those this is one of those stories where I, I do think about this that, you know, gets maybe decent coverage oh. for a week or so. You have know, three to four weeks after it happened, but gets maybe decent coverage for a week or so. But the people who live in East Palestine, this community will be defined by this That's incident right. for its entire future. I mean, there will be generations from now, children who live in that area will know about this train derailment and what came after it. There is a an update. Members of a federal team as, tasked with assessing potential health impacts of the East Palestine, Ohio train derailment experienced brief illnesses in early March. The Center for Disease Control and Prevention confirmed in a statement Friday. You'll remember that's I can't remember who's reporting that. I think it's NBC. But you'll remember that they told us the federal government told us, including the CDC and others, that there were no dangers here. That was the story. The media too often happily swallowed it once again. And then here we have seven members of the 15-person Agency for Toxic Substances and Disease Registry team in the Ohio town, quote, reported symptoms including sore throat, headache, coughing, and nausea per the CDC. They thankfully recovered very quickly. But these illnesses were the same ones that the residents of the town were pointing out and then getting told by the federal government, no, 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 there's no problem here. There's right. zero problem being here. being dismissive. I mean, we're going to ban your gas stove because of the min minuscule amounts of, of gas it puts out. But this, this is fine. This is fine. Yeah, you might as well, you know, you can start growing your vegetables in the garden now. That soil is going to be great. But, you know, my first thought is, you know, for these CDC guys, people, the symptoms were temporary. That's good. And then, I, and then I thought, thank God they were able to get away and they don't live there. Oh, wait a minute. You know, we just told yep. everyone to come on back. Yep. And, and yep. Wasn't, wasn't Biden supposed to visit? Didn't he say he was going to come by at some point? I don't know. You know, Biden chooses strangely where to go. Someone pointed out on Twitter he went to go visit Blake, the guy who was shot by cops after having allegedly sexually assaulted his girlfriend while her his ex-girlfriend while her children were in the house. He visited Jacob Blake in the hospital. He did not visit yeah. Nashville and apparently doesn't plan to. So, you know, it's a it's a sliding scale. It's a sliding yeah, scale. If, if you're from East Palestine... You might as well be waiting for Guffman. Thank you. It's Thank a good you. movie, by Thank the way. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Which I think was also Ohio. I can't remember. No, Missouri. I think it was Missouri. It's Missouri. Okay. All right. Speaking of a bad taste in your mouth. Let's talk uh, about oh, Bud hey. Light. Oh, hey, Bud now. That's, that's kind of edgy. That's kind of edgy, Mary Catherine. Oh, my goodness. Bud Light. I'm trashing Bud Light. Okay. Here. I, I do. I, I don't understand this, Vic. Can you, can you explain it to me? Yeah. Bud Light Bud Light on which is owned by Anheuser-Busch and the brand is like most closely associated with sort of dude bro football fans and NASCAR yeah. fans and you know frat brothers, yeah. right? Has hired a trans woman Dylan Mulvaney on social media to tout the brand including sending Dylan a Bud Light photo customized or Bud Light can customized with a photo of himself saying cheers to 365 days of girlhood as Mulvaney is a man who has been documenting on social media his transition over 365 days not and it's interesting to me not to womanhood but to girlhood it's a very specific word uh, yeah. used okay yeah. so now you've got Mulvaney who's a very to my mind, like a very stereotypical presentation of a woman. It's very like bubbly and silly and 
girlish is now on TikTok in a bubble bath drinking Bud Light and like sort of awkwardly telling you that it's March Madness, but doesn't really know what that is. Yeah. And that you can get a chance to win $50,000 with your Bud Light. Yeah. I think she's, she is playing yeah. it, intentionally playing it as off brand. It's very, I hate to tongue in cheek. I can't do this. I can't say these things without. I'm sorry. Yeah, there's but, too okay. many. There's too many there's, puns. There's too many too puns. Many. But but uh, like you're you, you, like you're saying, you know, when you think Bud Light, you know, we have, I immediately think of the trans community. That that's right. Of course. Why do these things? Well, yeah. So here's here's my question. I I just don't get it. Why? By the way, I do want to say that Dylan Mulvaney, in 365 days as a girl, has had so many more endorsement deals than I in 43 years have ever gotten with with woman-friendly brands such yeah. as Rent the Runway, Kate Spade, oh. KitchenAid, I believe, is one of them. And now, wait, the, my my personal favorite, uh, Tampax. It's too much. Yeah, it's, it's absurd. a lot. And it's, it's like, are they, are they, are, are these, are these brands doing this because they feel like it's the thing to do Right. Or, or do they know what's going on? Do they well, think so, like, oh, this is ridiculous, but we're going to do it anyway because well, we so want to. We want to make sure that we're we're seen on to be to be on the right side. Well, yeah. So the, obviously, some of it is to shore up this idea that like, oh, you, you don't need to come after us. We we yeah. have we are open sure. to the trans community, right? Sure. However, a lot of effort seems to have gone into this online campaign with Dylan Mulvaney, uh, and you're not likely gain maybe you're not losing a ton with those folks but you're not gaining anything with your core customer here yeah. and then my question is like some of them might certainly might find out about it and be like what are we doing here what is this brand do this brand is not recognizing me but recognizes this person who no do do we think that dylan mulvaney was a bud light drinker before this no i do not and, yeah. and then a friend of mine said which i thought was wise that the thought might have been, look, this gets us credit with the trans community, but only the very online notice these kind of things. And yes, I, and they're very vocal. Right. Well, and I cop to being very online. So maybe most of the Bud Light, yeah. you know, Bud Light audience yeah, is right. not really keeping track of this and won't they won't take a hit for that reason. But it's yeah. like, what is happening? The the bubble in a bubble bath? What are we yeah. doing? There's one place you don't drink Bud Light. It's in a bubble it's bath. Bubble you drink bath, it. Though. You drink it in the shower after a bad night. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, I was going to say bubble bath. That's like champagne. But I imagine it's you know young hip marketing exec somehow able to persuade the C suites that you know got to be cool, right. got to hip, hip and trendy, got to get ahead of the curve. And it, it, frankly, I, I just think it's shameless pandering that could, as you say, backfire. But you know, unless. Unless it only backfires if we're all big transphobes and haters. Back. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You know, I mean, again, and, and and what about but what about the opposite? I mean, maybe the the pressure campaign works, and 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 then you know we all have to drink you know Bud Light with Dylan's picture on it. Okay, you know, let to me show let solidarity. Me, let me just posit this: a better idea, Bud Light seltzer. That was the product. <laughs> that's the product. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. There was a joke going around that I will not attribute to myself. I think it was a Babylon B joke that was, sure, water pretending to be beer hawked by man pretending to be woman. Yes. So I did see that actually. Don't come for me. It's not my joke, guys. Yeah. It's not my yeah, joke. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Oh, man. Okay. Oh, by the way, by the, you know, the, uh, Anheuser-Busch was bought by a InBev, right? So it's part of this okay. larger c company. And I can't help but think it's the InBev European 
influence that did this as opposed to Anheuser-Busch of St. Louis. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I did go once with Sonny Bunch to Anheuser-Busch's DC headquarters, by the way. A friend who worked there, she might still work there. They have a rooftop bar with all their products on tap. Needless to say, we were like, please tell us more about your lobbying so we can just drink some more. And it, we need it got, to know more. Yeah. There was, at some point, like Sonny was just pouring himself directly from the tap. It I was mean, just, naturally. Yeah. I mean, it was. By uh, the way, there was another train der- derailment this week, oh, no. I believe in Montana. This one less dangerous, but it was cases, sadly, of Blue Moon and Coors. Wow. All over the place. It too bad the too- blue, you know, if only the blue moon, a train had collided with a train full of oranges. <laughs> oh, beautiful. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Vic would be out there like at a water hole, watering yeah, hole. Just like, it. we're all set up. Yep, yeah, we're fine. It. All righty. One last story today. Yes. I need to get your wallet thoughts, Vic. Oh boy. Okay. So this is from me, the Wall Street Journal talking about how our wallet habits have changed. Four in 10 yeah. Americans say none of their purchases in a typical week are paid for using cash, according to a 2022 survey from the Pew Research Center. That is up from 29% in 2018 and 24 in 2015, reflecting a trend accelerated by the pandemic. Plastic is getting displaced too. 59% of Americans said they increased their use of digital payment methods last year, according to MasterCard's payment index. Let's start with what kind of wallet do you carry, Vic? Bifold, trifold, what are we doing? What's in your wallet? Okay. So... In my family, I am sort of the the running joke is that I have the Costanza wallet uh, from Seinfeld. So I have it right here. Look at this thing. Oh, that it's is it's a big one. And not only that, I got a it's got a change purse. <laughs> wow. It's got a change what? purse. Oh and so this is actually full of so I'm, are, I'm ready I'm ready yeah. to see physical photos of your children in there, just in yeah, the little I, sleep, I wonder, you know. I, I wonder if you can actually hear I'm gonna drop my wallet on the ground, see if you can hear okay. this. Oh, we could definitely hear. <laughs> so yeah, it, it's causing some sort of motor skill, you know, issues because I'm. It's on, it, you know. It's, no, I try to wear it in the front. I don't try to wear it on yeah. my rear because this that is, would be this bad. This is a good. This is a good warning for all of our it listeners. Is. Don't sit on your wallet. It's don't bad sit on your for wallet. your whole right. situation. Yes, yes, yes. Motor, yeah. motor issues. Yeah. I carry all my credit cards in there. I got business cards. I got my insurance stuff, health insurance stuff, doctor cards, whatever, and then a couple pictures, and then oh and then and some cash. At the moment, it's British pounds. I don't know why I would need those, but I, I, but I have it all in here, and I understand that that's like a dinosaur thing. Yeah, now. like I am. No, I'm. I'm, a I'm I get it. I'm what? loving your wallet from 1989. <laughs> I, I have a wallet. My, you do what? I'm a, oh. No, I'm a minimalist. So I, what I carry is I'm, I'm fully millennial slash Gen Z yeah. on this. I carry my phone. And I stuck on the back is a little kangaroo pouch that has like four. Oh, cards. you could four oh, cards. That's it. <laughs> now, I carry no cash, and that is actually not smart. And I have been stuck in situations where I should have it's had totally cash. Right. Sure. And I feel bad sometimes because if I'm not able to scrounge something together, sometimes I don't have tips for valet or the, that's oh, a situation stuff like that. where, Definitely. where you don't sure. want to be a jerk and you're yeah, like, yeah, can yeah. I can I Venmo you? They don't love yeah. that. So. Yeah. So I'm trying to get better about having just a little bit in mm-hmm. there and maybe maybe just like two tins or something, just like in the back of the, the kangaroo pouch. And then recently I was out and about without anything at all for a little while because I had ordered the, a new kangaroo pouch, but it had not come yet. And so I kept leaving the house with just my phone thinking I had everything. Oh. And then I would go to stores and be like, what? So luckily... <laughs> 
luckily I have Apple Pay. And it turns out you don't need anything. Yeah. You, you just know, hit the button now. on your phone. I don't is, know. I'm wary. I use Apple sim- Pay too, but I'm wary. I'm wary. No, it's simultaneously wonderful and creepy, right? Yes, exactly. Because now the man knows everything I'm buying. Oh. So my libertarian side needs to carry more cash and do things that way. I also would be way cheaper if I had to feel the pain of handing over cash. Oh my gosh, I wouldn't buy anything. Like, yes, that's oh. right. No, it's become so easy. I was very, for the longest time I held out about the credit cards versus cash, if I had a choice for a lot of places, you know, I would use cash. Not only that, but I sometimes I would pay at the coffee shop using change and that oh drove goodness. people nuts. And look at this. They don't look, love that. Look at this. It's not even, it's, it's already torn. Look at this, Mary Catherine. It's already, it's, oh it's, it's, it's so, so sometimes I take my wallet out and then coins are falling all over the floor. So Vic's over here writing personal checks for groceries. Right, by the way, I'll be you, done in just a moment. That's right. I'm that guy. Do you take do you take checks? Okay. Uh, it's, so local. I it's local. It's local. It's local. But eventually, I I folded and so to speak, and then I am now using credit cards. and And you're right. I hardly go to the ATM anymore either. Now. I know. Sorry. Let me let me read this. Let me read this anecdote, which is a very Wall Street Journal anecdote. <laughs> Dan Casey, a financial advisor and founder of Bridge River Advisors in Bloomfield Hills, Michigan thought his days of asking his mother for money were behind him, but on the way to a fancy work event with colleagues, he realized he had no cash to tip the limo driver. Every quarter, Bridge River sponsors an all-expenses-paid night out for its clients. One of those perks includes a complimentary limo ride to their destination. Luckily, Mr. Casey had invited his mother to join them, so he leaned over and asked her for two 20s. I'm 53 years old, and I had to go, Mom, I have a favor to ask, said Mr. Casey. He hadn't carried cash in nearly two years, he said. Now, this is me, but with my husband. Anytime I need cash, I'm like, you have some, right? You have some? And I just take it from him. But I did enjoy that, like, the, the the Wall Street Journal every man is like an, a financial advisor who's, who needs a tip for the limo. Yes. Yeah, that's that's the Wall Street Journal guy. Yeah. And, oh, by the way, Bloomfield Hills, too, which is yes. like Greenwich, you know, yes. so anyway. it turns out that let me ask you this. What is the proper amount of cash to carry? Maybe 100. OK, not more that's than just... two. I'd say not more than 200. I agree, I agree with you. Many Americans do carry cash an average of, of about 67 dollars as of 2021, according to the Federal Reserve's Diary of Consumer Payment Choice. That may be too much, said Chelsea Ransom Cooper, director of financial planning at Zenith Wealth Partners. She recommends $30 to just cover small transactions. I disagree. Like if you're going to have cash, I would say $60 to $100. Mm -hmm. Now, am I going to follow that advice? No. The article also makes note that you should, Vic, maybe you should do an inventory, know what's in your wallet, Oh. So that if it gets lost, Ugh. when identity theft becomes yeah. an issue, yeah. you know exactly what information you have given away. I, I, I yes, yes, true, and and I'm bad at that. And but you know, people who carry there, for example, they you know they oh the money clip, you know, like Sonny used to carry money clip, and I mean, of but course I got, he I, did, I, of course he did, and and I, but I'm like you know I got my 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 Harris Teeter card in there, I got well, I can see CVS things like that. No, I'm down to about fifteen bucks right now. So, you know, restock before you. Oh, you got your British pounds. You got your British pounds. pounds. You know what? Those are going to come in handy this week. So you're fine. I just I just thought that was interesting. I I think it's likely that. Yeah. Wallets are going the way of the dodo. Unlike watches. No, I think that we turned a corner on watches. Everybody can see the time on their phone. But now we have like really fancy watches. So maybe we'll have really fancy wallets in 10 years or something. That would be nice. And my, my, so my, my advice is, you know, you want to carry about a hundred and uh, depending on where you are, you might want them all in singles. So, okay. That wraps up another edition of getting hammered. Remember you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Google play and Stitcher. And you can follow me on Twitter at Victorina Mattis. 
I'm at MK Hammer on Twitter. By the way, I still have my blue check, and it's not because I'm paying for it. I don't know what's happening. Maybe Elon's giving me grace. Oh, speaking of which, verification, identity theft. I once lost a wallet in college, and it caused problems for me for about 10 years with identity theft. So just <gasps> not not oh big problems, but the guy... The guy who, I guess the guy who used my card or something, it, it didn't cause financial problems for me, but I kept mm -hmm. getting letters in the mail about his trial through the years. Oh and my then, gosh. And then eventually, and I think it was the same issue, eventually it became a problem with the IRS who then was like, this person filed for you and now we don't know that you're you. And oh. for 10 years, they wouldn't believe it was me. And I'm like, what? Do you think this other person is doing my yeah. taxes for 10 years? I'm yeah. doing, I'm the person. I'm the person. Anyway. So that's watch so, that's that. so terrifying. I'm scared straight. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do what I did when I was 13. I'm going to put my wallet in my tube sock. There you go. That's You're going to be fine now. All right. And so we classy vacation with Vic. Okay. At MK Hammer Time on Instagram. Thank you for being with us. I hope you guys have a great spring break if you're out there. We're going to do something different for the show this Friday. I'll figure it out. Vic's going to be jet setting. Really or we'll have so. him live from LaGuardia. That's going to say I'll be back. Thank you for getting hammered responsibly. This has been a Nebulous Media Podcast. Mm -hmm.